Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 19. 1999, I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. So today we're going to revisit a topic that we have discussed in the past, but it is such a prevalent issue and something that we battle and deal with almost on a daily basis that I wanted to go back and revisit this topic so that not only can our listeners understand where we as an adoption agency are coming from, but that they can maybe relate with the birth mothers and at the same time relate with the adoptive families, because there's really three parties here that are influenced by the attendance or not attendance of a birth mother during her adoption journey when she goes to the OBGYN appointments or if she doesn't go. So it is not uncommon. In fact, it's, it's very common for birth mothers to not attend regularly their OBGYN appointments. And for adoptive families, this is really difficult because they are grasping onto any piece of information about the pregnancy. Um, you know, they're looking at this baby that's going to be their future child, and they want every piece of medical information and progress as they move down the journey towards this adoption. And for the adoption agency, it is our role as the adoption professionals to facilitate a birth mother getting to her appointment, making sure she has regular prenatal care and making sure that the information that is given at that appointment is then relayed to the adoptive family. And for the birth mother, she is to go to these regular prenatal visits. And as she's doing this, she is, she is the one who is doing the work. You Mm -hmm. know, it is, it is easy to facilitate the communication. You know, right. it's, it's, it's easy to facilitate that on behalf of the adoption um, professional. Again, it's work. I mean, setting up the appointment, making sure birth mom gets there, you know, reminding her of the appointment and then getting that medical information and relaying it to the adoptive family. You know, the adoptive family is in most cases anxiously awaiting us. From their perspective, a lot of them are looking at it like, you know, we are, we are funding birth mother expenses. 
We are so excited to be developing this amazing relationship with her. If we have an open adoption and we can't, you know, wait to learn more about the baby and be a part of this journey. And it's a connection to her. And for the birth mom, a lot of them, and not, not all of them, and we do have birth moms that go regularly and, and, you know, look forward to their appointments themselves. A lot of times birth mothers look at appointments like it's one more thing that they're having to do during the day. They don't like going to the doctor's office because they don't want to be reminded of the pregnancy and the adoption. They don't want to talk about the adoption with the staff at the doctor's office because they may or may not know that they're doing one, you know, depending on the the actual provider. I mean, the office knows, but Mm -hmm. that person that they see, the practitioner may not, they may have to re-talk about it again. They don't want to be judged and, you know, in the summer in Arizona, it's hot. And I'm not making excuses by any means. I'm just saying these are some of the reasons. And, you know, I've been pregnant in the Arizona uh, summer. It's not fun. Right. No, it's not fun. And getting in a car and, you know, having to go to a doctor's appointment and wait in the waiting room, you know, amongst a whole bunch of other people who maybe have their kids with them and are excited about the baby and can't wait to hear about it and be a parent. It's hard to be around that for these birth moms. Right. And like you said, you're not making excuses for them, but you're trying to understand them. And and like you've always said, meet them where they are and understand why they are doing the work. They're the ones that actually physically have to go to the doctor. The adoptive parents aren't doing this and being put in this situation that is awkward and oftentimes uncomfortable. So I understand exactly what you're saying. You're not trying to defend them and say, oh, but here's all these excuses. You're not doing that at all. Right, right. And and to take that even a step further, a lot of times those visits are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, women don't, as a rule, enjoy going to an OBGYN. It's not a fun experience. Uh, And that being the case, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's not something that they wake up and they're like, Ooh, guess what I get to do today. And Yay, right. you know, it, it's something that, that we need to recognize and understand. And I know as an agency, it's something that we for the past almost 17 years have really looked at and tried to make it as, as best as we can. Pre COVID, we would go with moms to doctor's appointments, but some of the moms didn't want you to go with, them. you know, some of them want the support, but on the other hand, again, it's 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 a constant reminder, and then they feel like they're being babysat. And I understand I understand both sides very clearly, and I don't think that there is an answer that is a win win for everybody. Right. So, you know, as an agency, we are really focusing this year on working with our moms and trying to encourage, incentivize, you know, really explain why it's so important for them to go, because prenatal visits. To a birth mother, sometimes they've asked me, like, they're not really doing anything. They're just monitoring me. You know, why I don't understand why I have to go so often. They're not, nothing's changing when I go. They're just giving me more information. And, and that's where it really helps a birth mom if an adoptive family has an open and close relationship. Because when they communicate the desire for them to go to the doctor, it carries a lot of weight rather than an adoption agency or adoption professional communicating it mm-hmm. because the lifelong relationship is between the birth mom and the adoptive family. Right. It would be like your father or mother giving you advice as opposed to some random stranger 
Actually, I think a better comparison would be be like a teacher giving you advice versus your, you know, future spouse or your, you know what I mean, um, future in-laws. Right. Somebody that you're going to know and, and interact with for the rest of your life. And so, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that being said, it, it really does help that situation. Oftentimes people will say, well, isn't it a red flag if they don't go to the doctor's office? Well, it can be, but lots of things can be red flags. Mm-hmm. A red flag needs to be evaluated in the context and surrounding factors, both internal and external that are influencing it. So it's not like you can just pull one topic and say, oh, well, that's a red flag. Well, it may be a red flag for this birth mother, but that doesn't mean it's a red flag for this one. So I think it's important to really understand. I think the best ways to have an adoption journey where a birth mother does frequent the recommended OBGYN appointments is really for not only the adoption agency to facilitate it, be positive, promote it, really, you know, work with the birth mother and explaining why it's important for her to go, but really also for the adoptive family to step up and say, you know what? it's important to us that you go and we want to support you emotionally through this process. I also think that it's helpful and, you know, results in a positive attendance rate for birth mothers. If they're going to OBGYNs that are adoption friendly and that have a relationship with the adoption agency or facilitator or attorney, I think it's very helpful Uh, to make sure that birth mothers are attending offices that have experience in adoptions and they have educated their staff. And so that it is more fluid. You know, I think that when you go to an environment that is welcoming and warm and you don't have that fear of judgment and that concern, I think every time we remove, you know, an onion layer of something that is a barrier or obstacle, for a mom going to an appointment. I think we're just increasing our success rate. So as case managers and the adoption agency, what are some of the techniques that you use? Like say, for instance, there isn't great communication between the the adoptive family and the birth mother. What are some of the ways you try and encourage these ladies to go to these appointments? Um, We do things like we will you know, pre-COVID, we would go with the birth mother Mm. and that would really help. Um, We would try to make it fun. Hopefully that'll start happening again soon. Absolutely. Uh, I think that we also try to talk to her and remind her about her upcoming appointment. Um, Mm. You know, we'll tell her to give us a call right after she's done so we can hear all about it and how she's doing and make the focus about her and the baby rather than just the baby. Right. It's important. I think that one of the things that we also focus on is really just the value of medical care and how important it is to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I think when, when somebody places the value of importance on something and draws attention to it, I think naturally people who are around that will start to see and value that entity even more. So that is a technique that we try to use. And, you know, for birth mothers that are listening, know that we do want the best for you, that we believe in what you're doing. And this is part of your story and part of your journey. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. 
We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. 